It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 27th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, I'm coming to you a little bit late here on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We'll talk about the Magic's game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, some good news on the injury front and in the standings. Talk about all that coming up here in just a bit. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Cleveland Cavaliers? They answered questions about Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., and a lot of their young players. You could check out Locked On Cavs today. Want to look ahead to the Magic's game on Friday with the debut of their City Edition jerseys against the Toronto Raptors? Check out Locked On Raptors. You can find all these great podcasts, plus our national podcast, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast, plus plenty more on the Locked On Podcast Network. So search on iTunes, search wherever you download podcasts, actually, for Locked On in the team you're looking for, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, college, or NHL teams. Your team is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic wrap up their four-game road trip tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a game that, you know, it, no game this early in the season is a must-win game, but really for the first time uh, this season, or, the, or since the injuries happened, the Magic are playing a team that, by all rights, they, they should be better than, or at least, you know, by preseason prediction, they should be better than. They're not playing a team that's equal to them. The Magic have dropped some games that they're probably going to need and probably going to want toward the end of the season, but... This game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and certainly, I would argue, Sunday's game against the Warriors, the upcoming game against the Wizards, those are games the Magic have to find a way to win to kind of stay afloat in this playoff race. And we'll talk more about the playoff race coming up here in just a minute. That is something that I think is at least a little kernel of good news to hang on to. But this is the kind of game that the Magic have to try and find a way to get themselves right. And again, I, I I think the Pistons played well, but even that game, I felt like it was more about what the Magic did or didn't do rather than necessarily what the Pistons did. The Pistons just did what they normally do. They're, they're a good three-point shooting team. They made a lot of threes, and they made big threes, and it's kind of a slow burn to get them up by as much as they eventually won that game by. So uh, I, I think that a lot of the Magic's problems, a lot of the Magic's focus needs to be on themselves and doing what they do best. Cleveland is not a good defensive team. They give up about 112 points per 100 possessions. So, if the Magic, who, who have played good offense, honestly, you know, for you know, they, except for one quarter against Indiana in the second half, so three out of the eight quarters that they played, the offense has looked fine uh, since since the injuries. Um, you know, obviously, some major issues in that second half against against the uh, 
against the Detroit Pistons, and, and those are issues that, that they can correct, and, and, and it's, it's all on the Magic to do, but this is a defense that you should be able to move the ball against. You should be able to get into the interior against. You should be able to kick out against, and you should be able to get open shots. If the Magic execute their game plan the way that they know how to execute, the way they know they are capable of executing it, the Magic should be able to generate offense in this game. And it's no offense to Cleveland. They've, they've got some interesting players. They're down, obviously, John Henson, who's one of their better players. Um, it, you know, Kevin Love is still there. I mean, he's still a very dangerous player. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure that he played on Monday, actually. Um, I, I, I watched the abbreviated version of that game. And really, their focus is, again, on their young guys and on their young players and, and getting Colin Sexton and Darius Garland going. And, you know, they've still got Jordan Clarkson and Kevin Porter Jr. eating up a lot of shots. But, you know, Kevin Love is questionable for Wednesday's game. Um, I haven't seen any update that he will play. Um, so it's, you know, certainly up in the air that, that Cleveland will have one of their best offensive options. So in any case, this still feels like a team that Orlando should be able to score against. And not only that, Orlando should be able to, to run against if they play defense. Because one thing Cleveland does have, and the one thing that I think, is, is, and I would argue that the offense hasn't been so much of a problem as... Um, as the offense hasn't been so much of a problem as the defense. The defense has just not been in tune and not been as tight as it needs to be. And, and this is since before the injury. This isn't something that's new or because the Magic are missing Nikola Vucevic. I, I, I would argue even though Ken Burch is potentially a better defensive player, that Nikola Vucevic has played better defense than Ken Burch so far. And honestly, I think there's a little, I wouldn't say disappointment, but I certainly expect a lot more from Ken Burch on the defensive end. And I, I don't think his pick and roll defense has been as good as as it has been in the past. So that's definitely something. And, and again, Mo Bamba, I, I think his defense is better. I think he's shown some strides, especially in these last two games. But I, I, I do think that Steve Clifford has to do a better job splitting up DJ Augustine and Mo Bamba's minutes. I, I think that that is, if there's one rotation change I would make, it's I would maybe pull Markel Fultz out a little bit earlier in the first quarter so that I could bring Markel Fultz in earlier in the second quarter. He's blown by that minutes restriction at this point. He's playing about 28 minutes now. Um, so I would bring Markel Fultz in earlier with that second unit so that he's playing with Mo Bamba rather than DJ Augustin because I think a lot of teams in that second quarter are really attacking uh, Augustine specifically because they know Bamba it, Bamba is still learning. He's not there yet and he had a really good defensive game I thought uh, on Tuesday on Monday but He's not quite where he needs to be defensively, I think, to anchor that unit. So you need good defenders on the perimeter around him. And again, the Magic, you know, have some, not a lot. But in any case, the defense tonight is going to be critical because Cleveland will pick you apart a little bit. Um, they got they got some good shooters. They got some guys who are willing to shoot. They got some guys who are willing to create off the dribble. So individual defense, keeping guys contained uh, and not needing help is going to be a really big part of this game. Um you know, Kevin Porter Jr., I think his shot selection has certainly gotten better since the beginning of the season when he was just kind of shooting it whenever he touched the ball. Um, you know, he still takes bad shots. You know, so does Jordan Clarkson. But Porter Porter is moving the ball a lot more, a lot better now. I think he's getting a little bit better understanding of what he can do at the NBA level. Um, and so he's going to be a really interesting player to watch coming off the bench for Cleveland. Um, you know, you know what you get with Jordan Clarkson. He's going to shoot a lot of shots. You know, Darius Garland's starting to come around. The, the, the Cavs want him to play confidently. And so... Stop, stopping him at the point of attacks can be really interesting. And Colin Sexton, of course, is just kind of a straight line drive guy. He's going to try and get straight to the basket at all times. So having said all this, 
Cleveland's offense can score. If, if you're not attentive defensively, if you're not paying attention to detail defensively, Cleveland will burn you. They've got enough offensive weapons to put a lot of pressure on you on that front. What Orlando has to make sure they do is commit defensively. Again, if they commit defensively, they have a, a really good chance to win this game and frankly, win it comfortably, I think, and, and win it fairly easily. Um, They have the offensive firepower I think still to win, and, and maybe not comfortably. Maybe I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying things, but if the Magic take care of their business, if the Magic play the way they know they have to play, you know, strong defensively, limit second chance opportunities, which you know Cleveland not a great rebounding team, especially uh, with Kevin Love out, and you know Tristan Thompson still there, but you know I I, I think he's kind of in waiting for trade mode. If they take care of the offensive glass, if they take care of turnovers, their own turnovers especially, if they move the ball, if they do the things that they know they have to do to win, there is no reason they shouldn't win this game. And I think this team needs a shot of confidence right now. I think there's a lot of frustration. I agree with Markel Fultz and what he said after Monday's game that the team isn't doing anything unselfishly. The lack of ball movement isn't from unselfishness. And I really sense that too. Um, You know, Maybe they're missing the simple passes. Maybe just guys are trying to do too much because they have they feel like there's so much ground to make up. And and I think there is something to that. That guys are that that guys are trying to take individual responsibility for something that's really a team responsibility. So if the Magic keep the ball moving, if they share the ball, if they find the right guys, if they play good defense, they should win this game. They should have enough to win this game. And and really again, I would argue that this game is more about what the Magic need to do and, and less about what the Magic need to do to the Cavs. Um, not to take anything away from the Cavs. They are having a nice season. They are a dangerous team. If you don't play attentively, they will beat you. Um, and, and it's certainly very possible that if the Magic play the way they did Monday night in the second half against Detroit, the Magic will lose this game. Like, hands down, they will lose this game if they, if they play the same way they did uh, on Monday night. So, having said that then, Orlando has to has to pay attention to detail, and I think that's really the big thing that's been missing over the last few weeks, uh, and, and certainly over the last few games, is that lack of attention to detail on both sides. And, and frankly, it's the attention to detail that wins you close games, that wins you uh, games over the long run. And, and I think that's that's why the Magic are struggling is the, the detail and level of focus hasn't been there. So a good opportunity for Orlando tonight on the road to get that first road win. That's that's certainly high profile to get that first road win and to. Kind of get things feeling back in the right direction or feeling good heading back in the right direction because the Magic did get some good news. Not great news, not, you know, obviously not the best news, but there's still plenty of good news to talk about with the Magic despite all the injuries and despite everything that they've gone through so far this season. But before we get to that, tomorrow is the big day. I hope your turkey is ready. I hope it's chilled. Do you chill turkey? I don't know what you do with it. I hope you're preparing for your big meal no matter what you do. But I hope you're also preparing for the big game. There are there are three humongous games in the NFL tomorrow, and you certainly want to have a little skin in the game. You know, get get a you know, the skin, the skin's the good part. You shouldn't eat too much skin. The, the skin is Skin is a little fatty, but 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 you know you know turkey with turkey a turkey leg with skin is, is is pretty darn good. This week only, this week only, my bookie is offering a risk free bet on the Bears Lions game. That is, I believe, the twelve thirty game on Thursday. So time is running out to make, take care of this deal. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to two hundred fifty dollars. If you win. 
congratulations, you've got extra holiday spending money for Black Friday. If you lose, congratulations as well, because my bookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It is no risk at all, Gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. You find yourself wanting to sports bet, but have lots of questions. Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's LOCKEDONNBA. And MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat. That is a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. And that risk-free bet is for Thursday's early game, the first game of the day. So get your pick in soon. If you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. Simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So the Orlando Magic got some good news. I would call it good news on Monday, or, 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 or at least reported some good news on Monday. Both Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon talked to the assembled media in Detroit and kind of updated their, their status on their injuries. I mean, now we're uh, a week since the injuries occurred. Sprained ankles are notoriously fickle. Everyone who's played basketball has sprained their ankle. Uh, the severity can be from, oh, I could keep playing on it. It's no big deal. To, I literally cannot move my foot. I think it's something's broken. I, I've had I've had the latter one. I've had the former one, but I've had the latter one too. Um, and these injuries can be really, really tough to judge. And so, like the Magic said when they when when Nikola Vucevic was injured, um, they tend to evaluate them over certain time periods. So the idea is let it, the really only way to heal a sprained ankle is to let it rest. And so both Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic gave kind of a little bit of updates on what on where they're at. Let's start with Nikola Vucevic because obviously he's a super important player for the Magic. Vucevic told the media in Detroit that his ankle injury is not as bad as they feared. He's still got some swelling. He's still not able to do much, but he's been working in the pool. He's been working uh, working to, to get healthy, but he's obviously still got a little ways to go. 
But that 7-10 to 10 day timetable certainly feels pretty good. Nikola Vucevic said on Monday, quote, and this is from John Denton, John Denton of OrlanMagic.com, it's been better each day, but they're still swelling in pain. But it's getting better, and I've been able to do more exercise in the pool, weight room, and I did some bike. So it's getting there. But I still can't do much like any type of running. It's going to take some time. There's still some swelling, but it's been better every day. There's still a, he, he said later that there's still a bone bruise, and that's probably what's causing most of the pain. And so it's still about getting the swelling down and, and allowing him to ramp up his physical activity. But honestly, really good sign that a week out from what looked like a pretty major injury, that he's in the pool working. He's already out of the pool working on the bike. He's able to do some weight training. So I think the worst prognosis that it would take him four weeks to get better or to be back on the court, it's not looking like it's going to be that long. Um, it doesn't look like, it looks like we will probably see him, you know, hopefully before the road trip uh, when they go out to the West, uh, to the West Coast in, in mid-December. Um, I think I would think it would be nice to have him, you know, back, maybe back around then. I know they play the Lakers and Rockets leading into that game, into that road trip. So maybe, you know, you know, probably want to find a way to ease him in or get him some practice time. But overall, considering how serious that injury looked for Nikola Vucevic, to hear him say that he is making some really steady progress, that that it, it's not as bad as they thought, is a good sign. Now, I'll, I'll say this again when I talk about Aaron Gordon here in a minute. The Magic are going to be very patient. This this training staff is notoriously patient when it comes to when it comes to these things, uh, and they they do want to make sure that he is fully healthy because they understand it is a marathon, not a sprint. So they they want him to be able to play injury free from you know whenever he comes back all the way to the end of the season, rather than bring him back, have it reaggravated, stop, you know, let it recover. They don't want the start and stop. So. They're going to take their time bringing him back. I don't expect him back anytime soon. Now, we'll get the 7-10 to day update here over the weekend probably. Um, I would imagine he will still be out probably another week at least, um, which gets us to two weeks obviously. Um, I would imagine they will reevaluate him again next week. Uh, I think the Magic are home. I don't have the schedule fully memorized yet, um, but I think the Magic do have some time at home coming up. Um, you know, it's a very road-heavy part of the schedule right now, um, but Orlando, they, they they come back from this road trip, they play the two games at home, and then they go back out on the road one more time, um, so, you know, they got some home games, you know, they don't have a lot of time at home to really to kind of test them and make sure, I think when, when the Magic come home this time, when the Magic are home over the next few days, so, you know, really this time from, you know, they come they fly home tonight, so they, they probably won't practice tomorrow on, on Thanksgiving, um, but from Friday through Sunday, Friday through Monday, that's going to be a real big time to get everyone healthy because they'll be at home. They'll be able to keep them uh, in their facility. I would, I would honestly say that like Vucevic probably doesn't make the trip to Washington, stays at home. Certainly probably not going to play Wednesday, December 4th against the Suns. So maybe they're targeting to bring him back for that road trip to Cleveland and Milwaukee on the 6th and 9th before they have that home set against the Lakers and Rockets before they go out west. So um, you know, certainly some opportunities to, to get him healthy. I, I would imagine he stays home after this road trip just to just to keep focusing on his rehab, to be back kind of in a home base sort of sort of area where he has all the training training facility available to him. Um, but I, I think it's a good sign. I think we could speak optimistically that he'll be back in the next you know 10, 12 days rather than you know another mo- another month or another three weeks before he's back. So I think that is some really good news. The other good news on the injury front is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon took 
you know, it, it has reported some really nice progress. Reported some really nice progress on Monday. Said he he was hopeful that he could play on Wednesday. He is ruled officially out for Wednesday. He went through an individual workout on Tuesday. Still felt some soreness after that individual workout. The team was actually off Tuesday, so he did an individual workout on his own with the Magic training staff. I'm sure watching. Reported some soreness, so of course they're gonna ramp him back down just a little bit. But it does look like Aaron Gordon is certainly closer to playing. Will he play Friday against Toronto? Not 100% sold on that. Sunday against Golden State? Certainly certainly within the realm of possibility that he'll be ready to play. Um, you know, Gordon said, you know, it's, it's Gordon said Monday, it's coming along. And again, this is from John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com. It's coming along. And I feel like we have one of the best training staffs in the NBA. So we're on around-the-clock treatment. It's coming along, and I feel like they're going to progress me tomorrow toward running, cutting, and jumping. We'll go from there day by day, and we're close. Obviously, a little bit of a setback Tuesday that, you know, he still felt soreness. But again, I I don't know if that's a complete setback. I just think that's building up, you know, kind of tolerance and strength again. So he goes to another individual workout, whether it's before Wednesday's game or whether it's when they get back home on Friday or, or even Thursday. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Aaron Gordon to work out on on, a, on Thanksgiving at the at the, at the the gym. Um, but no matter what, it, it certainly feels like Gordon is is starting to creep closer and closer to a return, um, which obviously I think the Magic would really like to see and, and would really, really need. Um, the experienced soreness in his workout Tuesday, so definitely he has, he has ruled out for Wednesday. He is not playing Wednesday against the Cavaliers. But certainly a return seems not imminent, but much closer. And again, getting these guys getting these guys back will alleviate a lot of pressure offensively and honestly defensively too, as both players just have a really good understanding of what they need to do on this team. And that leads me to my last bit of good news. Um, I, I, I would argue, and I, I do argue, that despite all the injuries, even if Nikola Vucevic misses... Another two weeks, and I don't think he'll miss two weeks. It'll, it'll be close, but I don't, I don't think he'll miss that much time. I, I, th- I think he'll be back around the time of that West Coast road trip at, at this point. If, if I were if I were speculating and guessing, that to me, the team is not dead in the water. Um, I, I I sensed from how everyone was frustrated with Monday's loss, which they should be. Monday's loss was frustrating. That you know, there's certainly some some panic that this team doesn't have enough to to achieve their goals. Now, certainly we could discuss doing more than making the playoffs, but for now, the goal is make the playoffs and see what happens. See what see what you can make of the season. See what you can do within the course of the season, and 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 kind of the cards are dealt, and see if you could grow and expand from there. And uh, honestly, I would argue that Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac's emergence have certainly made. How they make the playoffs a, a little bit different, a little bit different than last year. So I, 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 I'll, I'll reserve those thoughts, I guess, for the end of the season when we have the full data set to go by. But regardless of any of that, even with these injuries, even with the possibility that Vooch would miss so much time, I firmly believe this team has enough to make the playoffs. I firmly believe this team still should aim for the playoffs as their goal, and I still believe that. The most important thing the team can do while these injuries are taking place is stay in contact in the race. Because honestly, when this team is healthy, and I think they proved that as they were regaining their rhythm on that homestand, when this team is healthy, they are a playoff team. The team that they have now, as Steve Clifford would even admit, if we had to play a seven-game series against against these guys who's talking about the Pacers, I don't know if we'd win. Can we win tonight? 
Absolutely. And that's really the mindset the team has to have. Because the goal right now, if you're thinking big picture, Steve Clifford certainly isn't thinking big picture. Maybe the players are a little bit. But the big picture goal here is to just stay in contact in the race until your guys get back, until your guys are healthy. To not lose any ground or lose much ground. You may not be in the pole position when Vucevic comes back. But you'll be close enough that you can make a run. Yet you can have the confidence that you can make a run. After all, when the Magic were 20-31 and 31 last January and facing that daunting task of making the playoffs, they were four and a half games out. Four and a half games out with 31 games to go is a big task. It's a big, that's, that's, that's a tough thing to do. And the Magic went 22-9, and nine, which is a hell of a run. Right now, the Magic are not at that point. They're not going to need a 22-9 and nine run to make the playoffs. But, as the old golf saying goes, you can't win a tournament in the first round, but you can certainly lose it. And these injuries happening when they are, at a time when teams begin to separate themselves and the playoff picture begins to look a little clearer, this is, a, this is a point of the season where the Magic could lose things if they don't find ways to scratch out wins. Honestly, the most disappointing thing about the game against the Pacers is that they didn't win. That's a game they had to win. When Jonathan Isaac has a career-high night, and the same thing happened against the Toronto Raptors earlier this year, when Jonathan Isaac's giving you a career-high night like that, you've got to win. Against both games against the Pacers, when you hit 13, 14, 15 threes, you've got to win those games, and especially without Vucevic and without Gordon, because you're not going to be able to make up those wins elsewhere in the schedule. The good news is the East is, let's put it lightly, not very good. Orlando still sits in 8th place despite their losing streak. Despite being 0-7 on the road, the only winless road team in the league. They are 6-10 and and sitting in 8th place. Now, granted, they're 2.5 games behind the Brooklyn Nets for 7th. Not uncatchable, but I'll illustrate this point. They're 2.5 games back of the Brooklyn Nets for 7th and and 2.5 games ahead of the Hawks and Knicks for 14th and 15th in the East. That is to say... They are as close to the seventh seed as they are to last place in the Eastern Conference. I should tell you what a mishmash that bottom of the East is. And, and the loss to Detroit on, on Monday, certainly a big one for potential tiebreakers and, and certainly pressure for the Magic. Again, the, the, the teams like the Pistons and the Pacers, those are teams the Magic are going to have to beat if they want to climb up to, to fifth you know, fourth, fifth, sixth in that range rather than seventh or eighth. And certainly right now, eighth is kind of where they're settling. I suspect, though, that the Eastern Conference playoff race is going to be like this for a little while without any team separating themselves. They're, they're really six solid teams in the East, seven if you want to count Brooklyn, which is starting to find its way. And then it feels like it's everybody else. And certainly I think people expect Orlando and Detroit to separate themselves from that group as they get healthy and as they as they find their way, they're the more experienced Washington certainly has the firepower offensively and the star power and Bradley Beal to stay in that hunt. But I think everyone else, they're expecting to, to fade away. And so this is going to be a battle. This is going to be a scratch, claw, clawed out battle. And Orlando is treading water. Which is, again, all I feel like they have to do right now. All I feel like they have to do right now is stay in contact for when their starters get back, for when they are when they are fully healthy. Because when they're fully healthy, I think they are good enough to make the playoffs. Doing that's a lot easier said than done. And of course, 
It starts with a win Wednesday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers to close this road trip. Something they absolutely have to have. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and to listening advice. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore me. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily for good nuggets and commentary during the game tonight. Sorry for posting this so late. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. I may be back tomorrow with a brief recap of the game on Wednesday, or I may save that for Friday. We'll see. But in case I don't, Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.